0: Newsflash, your body is speaking Chinese, but you speak English, so you don't understand what it's trying to say. Do you suffer from fatigue, headaches, migraines, weird joint aches, hormonal imbalances, depression, anxiety, bloating, eczema, psoriasis, weight gain, and inches that just won't leave your belly? Well, all of that is your body trying to speak to you. It's giving you feedback every single day about the food and drinks that you're putting into your body. But the problem is, you don't speak its language. So today, we're gonna learn how to speak the language of our body, uncover what it's telling us, and then work to lower the inches in our belly using the food that we eat. So stay tuned, I've also got two supplements that I recommend for my clients who are really struggling with stress and need something to fill in the gaps until they get life under control. I'm gonna jam-pack today with a challenge, a Monday challenge, where I want you to take the next seven days to lower the inches in your belly. So stay tuned, you're not gonna wanna miss it. Welcome to Her Faith Food Fit Show. I'm your host, Sarah Whitehead, and sister, I'm with you. If you're over the age of 35, busy doing life, I'm sure you've experienced a good dose of pain or trauma down the line that's left you feeling frumpy, dumpy, and downright lumpy. Stick with me, because one step at a time, we're going to use fitness, food, and faith to strengthen your body, mend your soul, get comfy in your own skin again, and be an overcomer in life. Because sister, there is no question, there is no doubt, you were born for such a time as this. Psalms 139:13 says for you did form my inward parts you did knit me together in my mother's womb. You are here on purpose. God has such a plan for you and he wants to use you every day, including today. Now as we seek for our purpose, we also understand that while God has big plans for our lives, Satan has a plan to ruin our lives. That's his whole goal. If God is your father, then Satan knows he can hurt God by getting to you and stealing your joy and stealing your strength and stealing your peace and stealing all that God wants you to have. So that's what he does. He has a plan. But we need to start going on the offensive right? We need to get the tools to take back all of the things that we've allowed Satan to take from us that rightfully belong to us. Things like joy, peace, strength, prosperity, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, emotional health. And God knit us together. We are all individual. And one of the biggest things that I see in the fitness industry is that we're treated like a box, like, like a one size fits all box where, okay, Everything should work if you just do this. And in the fitness and health industry, the individualness of us is taken away. Our uniqueness isn't factored into our plans. See, we're all unique outside and we're just as unique inside. And our weight is the result of what's happening chemically inside of our bodies, So we've got to take that into account when we're talking about losing inches, losing weight, and being strong, courageous, hope-filled women who are pursuing their passion and their purpose every single day. Let's talk about this. In Proverbs 31, verse 17, the Proverbs 31 woman, there's a lot that goes into being a strong woman. It's good, it's healthy, it's what we need to be in order to fulfill our purpose. So Proverbs 31:17 says she girds herself with strength, both spiritual, mental, and physical fitness for her God-given task and makes her arms strong and firm. I'm reading this out of the Amplified Bible. I love this version because it talks about having strength spiritually, mentally, and with your physical fitness. It's an important part. If you can't move and you're too tired to get out there, you can't fulfill your purpose like God wants you to. So part of 414 Fitness is to ensure that we are the best version of ourself, committed to following our God-given purpose and passion in life. But here's the question. You, How can you go be this woman if you don't feel like going out and doing it. If you feel tired, if you feel lethargic, if you feel run down, if you have weird aches and pains and a gut that just won't relent and you just, it's suffering to get up every day for you. I've been there. I know there is no way to impact lives around you every day like God intends for you to. If we don't get back your health, your strength and and make you into a woman who is confident and strong and healthy because she feels that way. Part of the issue with the fitness world is that it's a one-size-fits-all template for everybody, and that's just not true. After 10 years in the business, I know that's not true. Everybody has to be treated as unique. There are certain principles that, yes, go across the board, like movement and stretching and flexibility and strength training, but how they fit together should be individualized For each woman, because we are different. It's one of the things that makes us so beautiful. So today I want to dive in and talk to you about a topic that I call healthy food, no such thing. It's so funny because my daughter who is in fourth grade has heard me say this so much to my clients and as I'm creating content that her teacher the other day was talking about healthy food and she leaned over to her friend and said, Hey Kate. Just so you know, there's really no such thing as healthy food, only what's healthy for you. (laughs) I just had to laugh when she told me that story when I picked her up from carpool. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'm ingraining it in this girl, um, which is a great thing, but she's so right. When it comes to healthy food, there's only what's healthy for you. Let me give you an example. I believe in testing because it saves time, energy, and money, but more importantly, it saves time, and time is the one resource we can't get back. I have my food sensitivities tested about once every year, sometimes more, sometimes a little less, just depends on what's going on in life. My rate, my most recent sensitivity came back that kale, cabbage, spinach, pineapples, apples, those are all extremely unhealthy for me. And I'll tell you why. But you're probably going, wow, so salads are a no-go for you? Absolutely. Green smoothies, no-go. Salads, no-go. You see, what happens when I eat those foods, number one, is I feel it. So I feel bloated. I just feel like, man, this food is sitting here. It's You should never feel like food is just sitting in your body. So anytime I eat those healthy foods, that's what it feels like. The second thing that happens when I eat those healthy foods is that I gain weight. So the next day, my weight will usually go up by half a pound to a pound and a half, depending on how much I ate. You're going, wow, you're going to gain a pound or two just from eating a salad? Yes, that is what I'm going to tell you. If that has blown your mind, stay tuned because I'm gonna tell you why that happens. We're not gonna get super sciency, but I want you to understand the basics and then if you want to get super science you're always welcome to contact me, info at 414 Fitness. I have programs that I take people through with this um, to really educate you. But I want you to have enough knowledge to take it and implement it today. There is one food that's debatable on the healthy, not healthy scale that is extremely reactive for me. It showed up in my food sensitivities and I know it because I feel it. So that's wheat. When I eat wheat the first time, what happens is that I feel sluggish. My belly feels super, super bloated. My brain fog is crazy. It's like I, I'm trying to pull words out of a cloud in the sky to put them together to make a sentence. I mean, it's just so hard for me to think when I eat anything that has wheat in it. And by the way, some makeup products, personal care products, they have wheat derivatives in them. So you gotta be careful if wheat is one of your sensitivities. All right, if I eat wheat a second time, oh, and my weight does go up, of course, but if I eat wheat a second time, what happens is my elbows start to ache, and it happens within about 15 minutes of eating it, and it's like I was feeling fine, and all of a sudden, they just ache. I'm not doing anything. I could be driving in the car. I could be watching a movie. I could be sitting at my table. My elbows start to ache. Wheat a third time during the course of a few days, what ends up happening is I get this weird pain thumb and it's, it's indescribable. And I didn't know what it was for a long time. So I actually went to doctors, had MRIs done, had nerve tests done. Nobody could figure out what it was. It's this weird kind of where your ball, um, the ball of your, I don't know how to describe it, the ball of your thumb rests kind of on your palm there and it just aches and it'll start, freezing up my thumb to where I can't move my thumb. It'll go all the way up into my arm. It'll freeze my arm. This is what happens when I have wheat consistently in my body. It's horrific. Now, did a doctor tell me all this information? No. I had to be the detective to figure out what was going on because the doctors basically said, here, I'll keep pushing some pills, and if it doesn't get better, come back and see me in six months and we'll talk about surgery or scoping it or something of that nature. So I became a detective on my own. I was able to get rid of my thumb pain in five days, never to return again until I ate wheat again. Some people say whole wheat bread is good. It's healthy for you. Some people don't. There's a big, you know, gluten sensitivity out there. I I have it. I know that I have it. I'm not saying you have to get rid of wheat. Please don't take it that way. I'm telling you my story of the foods that cause inflammation. They cause my belly to get bigger. They cause my digestive system to not work as well and optimally. They cause me to lose my energy, gain weight, feel sluggish. They are anti-energy for me let's say that way. They are anti-optimal health for me. Everybody is different. You won't have the same set of sensitivities as I do. So I always like to tell clients that when we're talking about food sensitivities, we're not talking about a food allergy. Those are two different things. A food allergy is something that is life-threatening. A food allergy is something that directly affects your system and it calls for a different release of hormones and a fight against your body. When we're talking about food sensitivities, these are things that we eat or drink that we put into our bodies that cause an inflammatory response. That is where the weight gain comes in because when you eat these foods, your body automatically reacts with inflammation. It's kind of like, if you think about it, when you get a cut, your body will react to that cut, your immune system will react to that cut by going to that cut and sending little soldiers to heal it. Inflammation isn't a bad thing in and of itself. Inflammation is designed to tell your body, hey, I need some help over here, can you heal this? And your body will go, oh, okay, I can help you heal this and it'll send little soldiers and if we're talking about that cut or scrape, It'll scab over. That's a sign that it's beginning to heal. It'll be bright red as it's healing. And then once it's healed, the redness will go away. There might be a little scar there, but eventually there won't be any remnants. Your body did its job. But when we're talking about food sensitivities, what happens is we put these things into our mouth and they cause basically kind of like a scrape inside in our digestive system, and so our body will send out a message, "Hey, we need help. We've got, you know, an issue here. We got a we got a boo-boo on the inside of our tummy. We need to fix it." Well, that inflammation causes weight gain. It's an automatic weight gain. So when you're eating reactive foods, you're going to have what I call an inflated weight. It's not truly fat that you have gained. It's weight that is caused from the inflammatory response of foods that your body basically gets a little cut on the inside and your body goes, oh, we need to heal it. Let's send the soldiers out. Now we can handle reactive foods or sensitivities every so often. But what happens is we don't know what's going on. We don't understand when our body has a reaction to a food. It's trying to tell us, but our body is speaking Chinese and we speak English, so we don't know. We're like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. My head hurts, let me take some Tylenol. Oh, I got a running nose. Isn't that weird? Let me wipe it. We don't put two and two together when it comes to the inflammation that's happening inside of our body simply because we don't know. What happens with chronic inflammation is that our body eventually kind of just gets pooped out and it becomes even more sensitive. We're not able to digest things like we should because of all the inflammation in the gut. So we're really not getting the nutrients that we need out of our food. We're not getting the vitamins. We're not getting the minerals. We're not getting what we call the macronutrients that we're supposed to out of our foods because our gut is just chronically inflamed. There's no rest. We don't have a period where the inflammation goes down. If you think about a cut or a bruise or a sprain, it's usually pretty bad for two to three days, 48 to 72 hours. Same thing inside of our gut. When we have an inflammatory response, it's gonna take usually 48 to 72 hours for it to subside, calm down, and go back to normal. When that happens, all is good. But when we're chronically putting things in, for instance, if I'm on like a... Healthy diet, let's say I decide to go vegan. And so I'm having, for me personally, I'm having salads and fruits and smoothies. I'm never giving my body the opportunity to heal from these foods that I'm putting into it. So it's just going to become more and more sensitive as my gut stays red and inflamed and hurt because it's like taking a scab and just rubbing it and rubbing it and rubbing it. It doesn't have the opportunity to heal. Have you ever gone on a quote-unquote healthy diet to feel worse, gain weight, be bloated, have no energy? It might have been the culprit was you were eating foods that you were sensitive to, foods that people told you were healthy, but for you, they were not healthy because there's no such thing as healthy food, only what's healthy for you. A few years ago, I was working with a client who was in her early 50s, and she was doing amazing at losing weight, and then she stalled out for a week or two. So we did what I'm going to have you do today. We went through, and she had to become a diet detective. What was happening was she was waking up, feeling great, having her coffee, and by the end of the day, feeling miserable, bloated, and blah. Well, when she started journaling every day how she was feeling after each thing that she ate or drank, what we came up with was it was her coffee. She woke up in the morning, weighed herself, had her cup of coffee, and added heavy whipping cream to it. And by the time she had finished that coffee, she had gained between two and two and a half pounds every day. When she woke up, she was two to two and a half pounds lighter than 10 minutes later after she had her morning coffee mind blown. That is not possible to gain two to two and a half pounds in 10 minutes, especially when you just had a drink that was what, maybe 50 calories. It's just not possible. If you're keto, it should have been fine because that was fat that she was drinking. So it should have been acceptable, but it wasn't for her because her body didn't like heavy whipping cream. It caused an inflammatory response, which the side effect was a bigger belly immediately, bloated feeling in her tummy, low energy, and weight gain immediately. We took her off the heavy whipping cream, she substituted with almond milk, and within about three days, she was back down to her normal weight and continuing to lose weight. The thing is, you're probably going, wow, it took her how long to get down? But when you think about a cut, it takes your body, 48 to 72 hours usually. Depending on how severe the cut is will depend upon how long it takes for your body to heal and be stronger. When we're talking about food issues, reactive foods that we eat, once we gain that weight, it's going to take us anywhere from one to three days to lose the inflated weight because our body will take a little bit longer if it was more inflammatory to us. And I'm gonna tell you how to know how big of an inflammation response you had at the end of the show here. Because you're gonna do this this week and you're gonna start taking inches and weight off. If you're not at your ideal weight, you're gonna start doing that this week. Let's get a little bit science-y, not a lot, but a little bit. It's important to know, when you eat a food that your body reacts to, it can be a source of cravings. What happens is we have this hormone called I tell people to call it the GER hormone, but it basically, it's ghrelin, and it causes us to be hungry. So ghrelin, like my belly is rumbling. Well, when we eat a reactive food, one of the things hormonally that happens inside of our body as a response to the inflammation is it releases more ghrelin. Well, ghrelin is gonna say, oh, I'm hungry. I need food to help me heal but you really aren't hungry, but your body's gonna make you think it because of the inflammatory response. That same hormone, ghrelin, also rises when you have low levels of thyroid and a lack of sleep. So if you suffer from like Hashimoto's or low thyroid, this is gonna be something that impacts you. We've got more podcasts coming to cover that, but I also cover it with private coaching clients. So you wanna make sure you're sleeping at night, or else you're going to have cravings the next day. If you're lack of sleep, there's a direct correlation to that and um, cravings, simply because of the hormonal imbalance when you wake up. Now, the last two episodes, we talked about walking and breathing, and if you dismiss those as foo-foo, go back, listen to them again, take the seven-day calendar challenge makeover, because when you're stress levels are chronically high, you're gonna over-release ghrelin. Breathing correctly and walking as I guided you to walk are gonna lower stress levels, which means you're gonna go back to having a balanced ghrelin in your system, which means for you, less cravings and less feeling like you wanna eat even when you know you don't need to eat. So don't skip the calendar makeover from last week. If you didn't do it, you gotta go back and do the calendar makeover. We're gonna build on it this week. So when we're under chronic stress, our thyroid also slows down. No way, no, right? We just said, okay, when our thyroid is low, we're gonna increase the GER hormone, which means I'm gonna have cravings. And if I stay really stressed out, When I'm really stressed, my thyroid function is automatically going to go down because my body is trying to conserve energy because I'm under so much stress. Well, movement, what we did last week, movement deals with de-stressing us. Breathing correctly, you do it all day, every day. If you're doing it wrong, you could be stressing your body out. Do these things. I promise they are going to help to lower the inches in your belly. The third thing, think about how many things you eat every day. Think about how many things you eat every day. And if you're eating reactive foods, you're just setting yourself up hormonally to be in an environment where you're not set up to to win. I want to set you up to win. So take these three three things very seriously. Walking, breathing correctly, and finding out what your reactive foods are. So if you didn't grab it last week, stop right now. Head over to 414fitness.com. Go to podcast, under the show notes, the challenge is going to be there. Join the challenge. Now you have to join the insiders list, which is great. You'll get an email from me every week. I don't sell your stuff. You get recipes, action tips, great stuff. But go to the show notes and start the challenge. It's seven days. You can do anything for seven days and you can especially do it if it means your belly is gonna get littler. Let me tell you about another client. So this client came to me at 36 And she had never worked out a day in her life. She was one of those, I want to look like Paris Hilton, so I eat five Ritz crackers with cheese Whiz on top, and that's all I eat every day. I survive off caffeine because I want to stay skinny. And she'd already gone and gotten liposuction, and she (laughs) was, everything was coming back because she hadn't changed anything. So her lifestyle before was still the lifestyle she had. And her touch-up maintenance liposuction was going to be three grand. And her husband said, absolutely not. We already spent a fortune on it the first time. If it's not going to be a solution, you got to find something else. So she came to me out of desperation. And it was so funny because I bet we had to talk for an hour and a half. I had to (laughs) convince her that yes, everything I'm going to teach you and do, you can do, number one, being a complete beginner in your mid-30s, you can do it, and you can get the body you want. Well, fast forward two and a half, almost three years, and at 39, she looked like a fitness model. She had dedication, she had discipline, she did everything I asked her to. She looked amazing, including six-pack abs. The only thing is, she only had six-pack abs in the morning. By lunchtime, they were gone. Her belly had expanded, she had gained inches, and her weight had gone up every single day. So what did we do? Well, we know that's not truly real. There's gotta be something going on. So she became a diet detective, just like you're gonna become, and what she figured out was it was the Coke Zero she was having that caused an immediate reaction in her body. It took away her abs, caused her to be bloated, tired, feel like food just sat there, and gain inches around her waist immediately, and gain weight immediately. Take out the diet sodas, belly looks great all day, every day. Aren't you excited to get to do this? It's gonna be so fun and so eye-opening. Here is your Monday seven day challenge. You are gonna become your own diet detective. In the show notes, I've given you a seven day challenge journal. It's gonna look a little bit like the one last week, only we're adding to it. So this week, you're gonna continue doing everything you learned last week, so you'll see the same journal. But I've added a journal page, and the next journal page that you're gonna see has a place for you to document what you're eating along with key information that we need about how you're feeling. So you'll notice that on your when you print out your journal, you're going to see that not only do you have a place to journal for your daily walking, you're going to be asked to write down what you ate. So there are boxes that say PFC. The P stands for protein, the F stands for fat, and the C stands for carbohydrate. You need all three of those to be considered a healthy meal or a snack. So you're gonna write in there, and if you don't know protein, fat, and carb, don't worry about it. Just write in there what you ate. That's on the left-hand side. On the right-hand side, you're gonna journal. Did you get your movement in? You're gonna journal, um, did you have any food reactions? What was your energy from the day? And you're also gonna journal what your weight was. If you eat something on Monday, you will notice on Tuesday that your weight went up. For instance, if you ate something reactive, if you are highly reactive like I am to salad and you ate a salad for lunch and you ate a salad at dinner and you were 150 pounds and you wake up on Tuesday morning and you're now 151.5 pounds, well, you just gained a pound and a half. So it's likely that something you ate on Monday was the cause of it all. So you need to eliminate those things from your diet way again, right? It could take 48 to 72 hours to see the weight go down, but your weight should start dropping as the inflammation subsides. Eat a lot of things in a day. So sometimes that's why I say you have to be a diet detective. You're going to have to journal, okay, for breakfast, I ate cereal, how did you feel afterwards? Were you tired? Did you feel great? Did you feel heavy? Did you feel energetic? You want to notate how you felt after each meal because that's going to give you the clues as to what healthy foods are for you and what are unhealthy foods for you. Some people can eat ice cream and feel fine. Other people, it's like the death because it has proteins and it has Uh, dairy in there and they they just can't handle it. So it is gonna take some detective work, but you will start to learn, oh my goodness, I just drank a diet soda and immediately my elbows hurt. They started aching. Let me not drink a diet soda for three days. See if it goes away, let's measure the weight, see what an inflammatory marker we have here, and then let me reintroduce it on day four and see if it has any correlation to my elbows aching. It's really cool once you learn how to do it. It does take some time up front. One caveat I will say is that I prefer for you to do this on a week that you only walk. The reason why is because exercise causes us to rip through our muscles, and it causes inflammation. The inflammation is going to cause you to gain weight. So if you've exercised, if you've lifted weights, done your Zumba, whatever it is, and you wake up and you're heavier, we don't know if it was a result of inflammation from your workout or if it was a result of inflammation from your diet. Don't fear. One week is not going to stall your results. It's going to be great for your body. Actually, and it's gonna help you uncover what foods are causing you to have the belly, and, and if you have some weight to lose, the some of the uh, inflated weight will be gone by the end of the week, so you'll actually be progressing. If you need a scale, you need a digital bathroom scale, I have given you a link in week one's challenge to the one that I personally use, I got it off Amazon, it's less than $30, it's been a great scale for me, and, before you get started with your seven day challenge, let me talk to you about testing. I firmly believe in testing, not guessing. The reason why is because this takes a lot of time and that's great if you have the time or if you have limited resources financially, but I always suggest testing instead of guessing because it saves so much time and just gets to the point. I work with a third party affiliated lab It does hair sample analysis. And what it does is it takes hair samples and it tests them against about 600 foods to figure out which of these common foods are reactive. So it takes a bunch of the guesswork out. If you're interested in having the sample done and having some coaching to go along with it about how to implement your results, shoot me an email at info at 414fitness.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at the number four, the number one, the number four, fitness.com. I put people through it every week and it's absolutely amazing. I just put someone through it in December and we couldn't get her started on her workout program, but a week later she's telling me, I don't even care about the workouts. I I feel so much better. I've already lost two pounds without doing anything. So the testing, if you can afford to do the testing now, is great. If you can't, I am giving you the tools and the detective how-to to do this on your own. I just want you to start feeling better. So if you have questions, feel free to email me info at 414fitness.com or if you'd like to uh, learn more about our program it's called uniquely you where we do that you need to get your journal so how you get your journal is you head over to 414fitness.com go to the podcast section and under episode four is going to be this week's challenge journal so you'll have everything you need in your journal How you will know if your body is reactive is if you wake up and your weight measurement has changed by 0.1 to 0.4 pounds, you have eaten something that was mildly reactive the day before because the weight in the morning is a reflection of what you did yesterday. Your body should heal overnight and your weight should not go up unless some inflammation was caused the day before. Make sure you're drinking your water too because dehydration causes inflammation as well. As a side note, now if your weight increases by half a pound to three pounds, whatever you did the day before, your body hated. It caused huge, huge, huge inflammation in your body. And you've gotta figure out what it was. On the flip side, if you wake up and you've lost weight, even if it's just .1 pounds, right? .2 pounds, .3 pounds your body liked what you did the day before. So it's safe to assume that anything you ate or drank the day before is a safe food and it's considered to be a healthy food for you. Again, I recommend don't exercise this week. I know mentally that can be hard for those of us that are gym rats. Don't exercise, let your body lose the inflammation. You will lose the excess weight and feel so much better. In the show notes, I'm also gonna give you a list of some of the most common culprits I see that are considered quote unquote healthy foods that people have issues with. So if you wake up and you've gained weight, you can look at the chart and go, oh, well, maybe it was this. This, you know, 75% of people are reactive to this healthy food. So you're gonna to wanna to keep that handy along with your journal this week. And before we go, the supplement issue. So I understand that we need supplements to fill in the gaps. I do not believe any program should ever revolve around supplements. Most supplements are garbage. I have an entire course that I teach on how to find a quality supplement. But supplements are designed to fill in the gaps. When I started going through all of this, I needed supplements to help me, and when I go through stressful periods now, I need supplements to help me. My number one go-to supplement. When I was building a business, About five years ago, I thought I was going to lose my brains. I had PCOS, I had low thyroid, I had brain fog out the wazoo. Things were bad. I was in panic attack mode all the time. I could not bring my stress levels down, no matter how hard I prayed, no matter how hard I walked. It just wasn't happening. So, my business coach is actually the one who told me about this supplement. It's amazing. I took it and it just calms you out. It's an adaptogenic herb so it doesn't have many side effects. Actually it doesn't have any side effects and it's usually safe to take with most medications. However always check with your doctor before taking any new supplements or adding them regardless of who's suggesting that you do it and you want to make sure if you are on medications that it's not going to interact with the medications that you're on. So this particular uh, supplement is called rhodiola rosea. It is a life changer. After I took it, I went, oh my gosh, where have you been my whole life? Because I was literally at the point where I was gonna snap at my kids. I was so stressed out and living that way and worried, and I just couldn't get it gone. And what this did, I take one in the morning and one in the afternoon, like mid-morning, mid-afternoon, And it just keeps you calm. You can just handle it better because your body isn't overloaded with stress. So that helps to lower your cortisol. Will it work on its own? No, you've got to walk, you've got to pray, you've got to breathe right, you've got to do all this. All that it's doing is it's designed to step in the gaps when you need a little extra help. So I still take this on days where I'm just crazy busy or I don't take it all the time, but I do keep it handy. I will put a link in the show notes to the exact brand that I use because quality matters, testing matters, we don't have time to go into that, but this is an awesome supplement I recommend. The second supplement that I recommend if you're trying to lose inches in your belly is going to be what's called an EFA, essential fatty acid. What that means is it's an acid that our body needs, it's a fatty acid that our body needs, but we can't make it ourselves, so it has to come from an outside source. A lot of times when we have tummy, bellies that are bigger, waistlines that you know are expanding, yes, we have issues going on with stress, but stress also affects our insulin levels. Insulin is a hormone that helps us with blood sugar regulation and those two hormones together make up the belly situation. So we can't get into all that today, but one of the supplements I highly suggest, again, check with your healthcare provider first before starting them, is gonna be an omega-3. Omega-3 is an essential fatty acid that most of us don't get enough of during a day unless you're eating like salmon five times a week. We're just not getting enough. So I take an EFA because I don't like salmon first off. And again, a lot of them are... Cruddy! Most supplements are not worth the bottles that they came in. So I'm gonna give you the direct link to the supplement that I personally take, and that'll be in the show notes. But you can take your essential fatty acids. That's going to help. You can do that on a daily basis if you don't eat a lot of salmon or things that have omega-3s in them. And you can take rhodiola rosea I would suggest if you're super stressed out, take it for a month and just let your body calm down. And then after that, you can start supplementing it when you need to, when the stress arises. That's it for today. Get started with your challenge. Let me know after a week. Email me at info at 414fitness. I wanna hear your story as you become my next walking billboard. Hey there, sister. Before you go, did you find some value in today's episode? Maybe a little nugget to walk away and take and implement? If so, would you hop on over and leave a review? Together, we can help change the course of women's life through health, fitness, food, and faith.